Aloha and welcome. This is the Click Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Sullivan. And today, I've got a very dear friend and a sponsor of the California Lodging Investment Conference joining the conversation today. Gene Moscolino from JCJ Architecture. Jeannie, welcome to the show. How are you and how's your family? Hi there, Craig. Doing well and we're hanging in there throughout all of this. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. It's been way too long. I've been wanting to get you on the show for a long time. So thank you for making the time. Absolutely. Hey, would you do me a big favor, please, and tell the audience about yourself and JCJ, please? Hi, sure. I'd be happy to. Uh, So for those who don't know, JCJ Architecture offers architecture, of course, master planning and interior design services from seven offices across the nation. I'll I'll run through them quickly. Uh, We're based here in Hartford, Connecticut. That's where our headquarters is uh, and where I'm sitting today. We're also in New York City, Boston, Tulsa, Phoenix, Las Vegas and San Diego, California. Yay! Uh, yes, <laughs> California. So we've been in business since 1936. And Craig, as you know, that's very rare in just about any industry. Uh, exactly. So we've certainly been able to navigate the ebbs and flows of the economy uh, over the past 80 years and will continue to do so even as we face the challenges that are, are with us today. Um, what many don't realize uh, is our, our deep history in San Diego. Uh, so, so given that you are Mr. California Lodging Investment Conference, <laughs> um, I'd just like to point out that, that we've been there for quite some time. Our roots actually date back to 1947. Uh, we had been collaborating very successfully with a firm called Wheeler Weimer Blackman, also known as WWB. Yep. They were the oldest firm in San Diego at the time, and uh, we'd worked together for a few years very well and uh, acquired them in 2005. Uh, so our, our project portfolio actually includes projects at Balboa Park, at Casa del Prado, uh, the Scripps Aquarium, SeaWorld, etc. We've, we've touched a lot of really significant properties in the region. Absolutely. And you've got a tremendous footprint, not just mm-hmm. nationally, but globally and right. the hospitality sector gaming, sports and entertainment venues, yep. you know, college campuses, you know, full gambit of, of really nice projects. Yeah, thank you. And you've got also, besides you, my, my other favorite person in your firm is Bob Godowski, and he's just <laughs> a treasure trove of great information on architectural side and one of the nicest humans I've ever met. I really, he is. he's just a great guy. So yeah, he is. He's a good human. We like him. Yeah. And, and again, you guys have been sponsors of the click conference and Bob's joining Glenn Houseman and I mm-hmm. and others for the hotel reboot Podference series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Bob's going to be on the refuel uh, episode of, of that series. So we're really looking forward to getting Bob on that panel. Yes, he's looking forward to it, too. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. So, Jeannie, mm-hmm. with, with this historic background that, mm-hmm. that JCJ, JCJ has, mm-hmm. tell us about some of your projects out here in California, would you please? Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. Um, so, fast forwarding uh, to today, um, we've, got, uh, we've got a lot of projects underway um we well just to back up a little bit we've worked with 
uh, Viejas, for example, uh-huh. um, who are prominent down in Southern California. We've worked with them for more than 10 years. Uh, we've worked with groups like RAR Hospitality. Of course, you know Bob, yep. Bob Roush very well. We've worked with JC Resorts on some small projects at the Rancho Bernardo Inn. Uh, we worked on the Hollywood Park Casino just near LAX, right. um, which was actually a fabulous property. It was an old stomping grounds for folks like Cary Grant and Catherine Hepburn back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but, but we worked closely with uh, Wilson Mania's developer to really reimagine what that card club could become and, and how it could uh, fit into that landscape uh, right outside of L.A. So that was a really fun project. Um, we also just wrapped up the Zane Gray Pueblo Hotel out on Catalina Island. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. I am, yes. Oh, it's a beautiful spot, very picturesque. Uh, but that's a special project for us. I, and for those who aren't familiar, Zane Gray uh, was a best-selling American author. Yep. He, he was acclaimed for his adventure novels about really the idealization of the American frontier, right? The Great West. Yes. And, and, and a lot of his books were made into um, some, some pretty famous Hollywood movies. Um, but he built a home, a Pueblo-style home, back in the mid-1920s on Catalina Island, just nestled up on the hillside there, right overlooking Avalon Bay. Um, the, the setting is really incredible. Also, of course, very challenging from an architectural yeah, yes. standpoint, as you might imagine. <laughs> um, but, but we were challenged to really preserve that, the home and the beauty and the history uh, that that property represented um, and to also expand it and modernize it to meet the expectations of, you know, today's modern luxury traveler. Uh, so I think we did that pretty successfully, but we kept the scale pretty intimate. It's about an 18 key boutique hotel. Um, and, and we were able to implement a lot of old historic elements like, like book racks, old nice. plank floors, the hardware, the timber ceilings. There's original plaster work in there. Um, so it's a very tactile and I'd call it an intimate and sort of romantic environment, right? Environment, yeah. And I, I feel like here in the States, we sort of romanticize what it would be like to be an American author. And on property, you can almost imagine how that space would have inspired him, how those views would have inspired his writing and his creative mind. So, oh, absolutely. And it's, it's an amazing property. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it, and you and I have had a loose discussion on this a couple of times before, but... Mm-hmm. You know, once we're able to get together, I'd love to bring the crew from mm. Checkout California and actually yeah. film a couple of episodes there and go through the history and your project and absolutely you know, Avalon and, and everything else. So absolutely, you know, but, yeah, that uh, would, that would be fabulous. And and in today's environment, you know, I, I think that that type of property is a really nice escape yeah. right? from from everything that's going on. You can jump on a ferry and be in the outdoors and. You know, just sort of enjoy that intimate environment away from the crowds. Hey, you can fly into John Wayne Airport, and I'll pick you up. And I've got a ferry <laughs> right across uh, from where I am in Newport Beach, over on the peninsula that goes over uh, there once a day. So, so heavenly, consider yeah. it done. Consider yeah. it done. So, um, what are you seeing right now? I mean, we're all. I, I really intensely dislike the phrase mm. new normal. Yeah, um, I do too. This is not our new normal. This mm-hmm. is a forced transitional period for Absolutely. all of us. Um, what are you seeing right now? I mean, what I'm hearing is, you know, healthcare is borrowed from hospitality for mm. many, many years. 
And I think now hospitality is borrowing from healthcare mm-hmm. in the design realm, mm. you know, for finishes and spacing mm-hmm. and other things like that. What are you seeing because of COVID-19 and, and how's that affecting your projects right now? Sure, sure. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's interesting, right? I mean, as, as mentioned, we do a lot of different types of projects across the board. And at least on the hospitality side, um, you know, you've got to put yourself in the traveler's uh, in, in the traveler's mindset. You've got to yep. understand where they're coming from and understand their perspective. Uh, so as these lockdowns and social distancing measures are being measured in months instead of weeks, you know, I feel like there's that pent up demand for people to get out again, right. to start exploring again. Uh, only time will tell what that movement is actually going to look like. Yeah. Um, but what we're hearing from our clients and, and what we're trying to uh, respond to is how, how travelers are now weighing a heightened risk with an anticipated reward, right? And, and this yeah. risk factor is the new thing. And, and yeah. the risk factor is different for you. It's different for me. Um, you know, if, if I were living with my elderly parents who had a health condition, I'm, I'm probably going to be less likely to go anywhere. Right. Um, whereas, you know, folks who are younger and, and don't have much in terms of health concerns are more likely to get up and go. Um, and it, it varies from property to property and from location to location. Uh, so, uh, for example, the Zangre Hotel, you know, I, I'd, I'd be more likely to jump on a ferry and head out to that island than I would to jump on Metro North and a subway and try to check out the right. uh, latest hotspot in Times Square. Yeah, uh, which is very sad for me because New York City is an important place uh, to me. So I, you know, I can't wait to get back into town. Oh, it is um, for all of us, and I'm, yeah. you know, I'm on the other side of the country. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and and then there's the idea of the expectation, right? So what is what does that reward look like right. that that you've taken that risk on for? Is it diminished? You know, is the experience feeling a little bit different just because people are wearing masks? Maybe the atmosphere feels a little more sterile. Maybe the signage is a little too much. Uh, And, you know, people might be a little bit tense because they're worried. Maybe staff are worried about being on on the job site that day. Yeah. Um, So, you know, we have to work with our clients to really understand where the travelers are coming from, what their intentions and expectations are like. Um, and, you know, there's a possibility that the reward will feel amplified, you know, maybe yeah. going to your favorite bar and seeing your favorite bartender and having that cocktail would feel that much better <laughs> just to be there. Um, you know, so so perhaps the bar is set a little bit differently than than it would be normally. Yeah, I um, think you're right about that. <laughs> and I think, you know, OK, let's 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 jump into that a little bit deeper. OK, yeah. so, you know, you and I and the rest of our industry and the public in general all love big, fat, full service destination <laughs> resort hotels. Sure. Do. Now, I am not picking on select service because I love select service mm-hmm. as well. But when you and I are getting together for an industry event, we're Mm -hmm. at a big, fat, full service or resort hotel. Mm -hmm. And you and I, for years, have seen people kind of elbowing up to the bar to get that drink and all that. Now, I'm not going to miss that part at all, okay? Right. Uh, You know, and and I think you're going to see, you know, you're not going to have as many chairs. You're going to Mm -hmm. have more and more plexiglass up. They're not going to allow certain things to happen. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things that I'm seeing right now and hearing Mm -hmm. from, 
you know, people like Ron Kim over at Prosperia Hotels is that, yeah, you know what? We, we're cleaning everything in front of everybody now, mm-hmm. okay? Where before we used to do it at 2, 3 a.m. Right. You know, or, or low peak traffic times in the lobby. Now we're mm-hmm. doing it 24 seven. And, you know, I, I, I've got to think that because of all these chemicals and everything else, you know, and, and social distancing, which we need, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there, there, there's times out here. It's, it's like, did I just get transported back to February of 2020? You know, right. what's going on with you? You know, right. please stay away from me. You don't have a mask on. I do. I'm trying to be respectful. Right. You know, it's, you know, I kind of look at it this way. You know, you haven't heard anybody complain about civil rights or liberties taken mm-hmm. away with no shirt, no shoes, no service. Okay. It's the right. same thing. Put the mask right. on. But mm-hmm. how are you seeing it with, with last minute changes, details mm-hmm. having to change? With, you know, change orders and, and new, new surfaces and mm-hmm. dealing with all the brands and with your, you know, heavy, heavy work, especially right. in the gaming industry. Your Las Vegas office has got to yep. be just, you know, you know, working 24-7 right now, Absolutely. trying to keep up with everything that's going on in, in Nevada. Absolutely. There's there's a lot going on. And I, I think you've seen um, our studio leader, Mike Larson, love reporting, reporting live from the ground. Yeah. He's, Please he's... tell him I love them and I want to get him on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Mike's been doing a tremendous job, really just documenting what's happening in Vegas. Yeah. Everybody's got their eyes on Vegas. I know Glenn was out there not long ago yep. as well. Um, just checking it out because people wanted to see what not only what the properties did in preparation, but also how all of this is affecting human behavior, yep. um, which is all pretty fascinating. But to your point, I mean, it's it's our job as an industry to diminish that risk. We have to put yeah. safety first. And, and that's sort of one part of a two pronged approach. There are those physical and scientifically backed measures that we need to put into place and and those are the things that we all know will help physical distancing yeah uh, capacity restrictions right so your restaurants are not going to have as many tables they're not right. going to fit as many people uh ppe sorry ppe and masks um you know those need to get distributed in places where properties have those regulations in place i know it's all based on local and state regulators who are setting the pace for that but a lot of properties are saying hey if you're gonna if you're gonna come in here now we expect you to protect yourself and others and here's your mask right and i and i appreciate that um and also the cleaning protocols i mean some of that um has to be done i think you know the fact that it's happening right in front of the guest is also you know part of that psychological you right know, you 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 want the guests to see that process happening so they know it's happening exactly it's and that brings you to, to the second prong right and that's all about the psychological and the comforting methods of sort of reinforcing the spirit of hospitality making people feel good about making that choice to come out yeah. and spend money and and see their friends and spend time at, at the places that they love um, and, you know, some of that can be done through communication streams. Uh, some of that can be done through ways that we can emotionally connect with the guest. I think I think a lot of it is about really stripping out all of the layers of noise that have accumulated over time and just going back to what hospitality is. Great it's point. It's about caring, yeah. caring for people. Yep. That's it. It's about people interacting with others. 
uh, offering that smile, offering that helping hand, which, you know, won't look like a handshake or a touch anymore, but smiling behind that mask and offering to help with whatever the guest's need is. Um, You know, one of the things that's that's purely psychological to me, which is interesting, are those um, seals that are now going up on on, the doors, on on guest room doors. I mean, we are just wired to think that peeling something off or, or opening it for the first time means something. Yeah. It doesn't, right? That that room is just as clean as it would be without the seal, but right. that's a psychological trigger so that we feel a little bit better about our stay. And you know what? It's a great inexpensive tool. It really is. Right. And, and, right. and I like it. Now, mm-hmm. you know, I you know, we've also been conditioned, you know, just to get back to that that statement, you know, basic hospitality being that innkeeper and that smile mm-hmm. and welcoming yeah. and providing and, and I, I can't believe this phrase is coming out of my mouth, a safe space, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for the traveler. Um, you know, it's it's like, you know, we've been all conditioned to get room service every day. Right. Um, you know, maid service every day. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm not so sure I want anybody back in my room once I've checked in. Right. You know, right. I think I'm, I, you know, I'm good. I don't need to have fresh towels every night. Okay. Right. I, right. I can use the same towel for a couple of days. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, and that's usually two to three days is our stay. You've mm-hmm. got enough, enough towels. I, I travel by myself. I never bring a girlfriend to, to an event because right. I have to be focused on work mm-hmm. and I have this really horrible problem of trying to make sure that they're happy and, and, <laughs> little... and enjoying themselves, even though I'm not there with them. Right. And I have to focus on work. So it, right. does, it does, just doesn't work for me to bring somebody. So yeah. I've always got more than enough towels. And I usually haven't used all of them by the time I check out of mm-hmm. whether it was the Arizona Biltmore or one of the hotels at LA Live or even, you know, where we've had the Click Conference the past couple of years. Sure, um, sure. So I think, you know, giving somebody the choice or just telling them up front, hey, look, at, you know what? You're not going to get daily maid service. Right. You know, let's, you know, and I think me personally, I'm going to feel better because I don't have somebody coming into my room. Right. I don't have to put things away. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, I can leave a partially unpacked suitcase sitting on a table or a chair with everything kind of falling out on it. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. horrible picture to paint. I'm sorry, but it happens. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know guilty. it's just me in the room. It's like, you know, I'm not really worried about what it looks like. So, right, you know, right. But. Yeah. No, you bring up an interesting point. We're having a lot of requests uh, to explore grab and go options. Good. Years. I'm just going to ask you about yep. that. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's, I mean, it makes perfect sense, right? You want your guests to be able to enjoy the same type of cuisine that they would if they were in the sit down restaurant, but they want to enjoy it in the privacy of their own room and they don't want yeah. somebody delivering it to them. So we're exploring a lot of those types of options right now uh the other thing that will never be the same is the buffet experience um i'm good with that going away (laughs) i really am i mean you know i i have not partaken in a buffet especially in in, and no offense to the people in vegas yeah uh for decades okay okay that sneeze guard is also to protect you from other things other than sneezing and breathing and coughing and yeah, I enough. just look at, you know, everybody gra- grabbing the same set of tongs mm. or 
the, the toaster. What it's like, no. And and I, yeah, I'm a bit of a germaphobe. Just ask my son. Okay, sure. he'll, he'll confirm sure. that. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll admit that up front. But yeah, it's fair like, enough. No, I want I want to sit at a table. I want to have a meal served me. I don't care if it's mm. breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Now, I do think those protocols are, are also going to change now. Are mm-hmm. they going to bring the, the plate covers back as the server brings out your mm. breakfast? Will there be a, a cover on top of your plate and they will mm. actually present the plate to you, take that, that dome off of it and set it down mm-hmm. in front of you? And again, it's transitional. Some things are right. going to be permanent. Some things aren't. But I'm right. really hoping the buffet goes away. I don't oh. like buffets. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Wynn Buffet, for example, in Vegas. <laughs> and I've, I've always enjoyed that experience. And uh, you may have seen they just reopened. Um, yeah. it, hit the, it hit the news, I believe, last week. Uh, but they've taken that beautiful space. It's it's iconic, really. It's very well done. And they've transformed that into a sit-down dining experience. Yeah. So you can still order from an extensive menu. I think they're about 90 dishes. And, and you choose your entree and it's brought to you. So, you know, hopefully that'll satisfy that, that urge for folks who really want to have that type of experience and that you know cacophony of options for food and beverage um so that'll be interesting another thing that we're doing uh, for several clients right now is looking at that buffet space and trying to reimagine it all together right so so maybe it's not a buffet anymore uh perhaps it's a food market or a food hall um combining a grab and go type of experience or sit down dining we're still working through some of that but there are ways to you know, capitalize on the footprint that's there right. and to really transform it into a different experience that's more appropriate these days. You know, and, and I really want to hear more on that down the road. Uh, mm. You know, once you've, you know, worked out what those spaces are. Sure. Yeah, you know, I'd love to get an article from you for the Click blog with the before and after pictures. Sure. And, you know, not as in-depth as a white paper, but, you know, just some really good information on how JCJ approached this. And mm. what the process was, and then I also obviously want to have you back on the on the Click uh, podcast too. So absolutely. Hey, we are almost out of time. We are like sure. just about twenty five minutes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I want to ask you one more question, and then I want to give you the opportunity for a shameless plug, please. Okay. Um, right now, across the board, mm. what one project? has really got you intrigued that JCJ is working on? Oh, oh. Now, I know it's kind of like asking to pick your favorite child, but, (laughs) you know, there's got to be one out there that is different. It's not a branded hotel. It's not gaming. It's not sports and entertainment, but it's got elements in it from all or some, and it's just really exciting. And I, Mm. I, I don't care if it's in the country, California, uh, somewhere else in the world? Huh. This is a tough question. This is a really tough question. Um, we are working currently on a concept uh, for, for a curio hotel. Um, I, I, I can't say much about it, but it's in a very exciting location for us. Um, so, sort of an unexpected location. And uh, we're, we're all just really excited about the possibilities and, and about the opportunity that this property can bring to this, to this local economy. Um, nice. Now is this the East coast, West coast or outside of the, it's, con- it's the East coast. It's East coast. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the team that's working on it is amazing. World-class designers. They're doing a phenomenal job. So I, I can't wait to see how that shakes out. 
I would expect nothing less from JC no. And for those of you that have been on the Click website, you know, the pictures and the renderings that you see are all courtesy of, of Jeannie and JCJ. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they do some really amazing work. So, Jeannie, give everybody your contact information. Let them know how they can get a hold of you. And hopefully we can uh, get somebody to start a new project. Sure. Sure. Thank you, Craig. It's Jean Muscolino, and I'm the hospitality sector leader and business development manager for JCJ Architecture. And my email address is jmuscolino, that's M-U-S-C-O-L-I-N-O at jcj.com. Perfect. Jeannie, thank you for being part of the conversation and on the Click podcast today. I also want to thank Bruce Ford and our friends at Lodging Econometrics for sponsoring today's episode. If you are not getting their construction data, whether it's the United States, all of North America, or globally, you should. Give Bruce a call, and you can find him, get all of his contact information from LodgingEconometrics.com. Thank you, Jeannie. I will see you soon. And don't forget that Bob Godowski from JCJ will be joining Glenn Hausman and I on the Hotel Reboot Series. And that event will be our last one in August. Mm -hmm. Check social media for the postings. And thank you.